Hi, Danny. Hello. Good morning to Jacaranda FM listeners. It's an absolute honor to be on the show. Thank you for having me. We are excited to have you, Solomon. Okay, let's start at the very beginning. In the beautiful yes. news article, they say that you were forced to leave your home in Zimbabwe. Can you talk a yes. little bit around that? Why? You know, this political situation in Zimbabwe was so volatile. It used to be a beautiful country, but then things just started changing. People were losing jobs. People were losing their forever views. So, so many people fled to so many different countries. Some went overseas, some came here to South Africa, just, just like me. So, I decided to move to South Africa because I felt I would be safe here and also it was going to help me to grow as an artist. The situation in Zimbabwe was not, it was, it wasn't conducive for one to thrive as an artist. Yeah. So yes. when you came to South Africa, where did yes. you come with? How did you come here? Did you like, where did you go? How did you know where to go? I actually had a couple of friends that were here, so they sort of gave me a place to stay or they harbored me for some time until I found footing. So I I I I came I came by bus. The journey, the journey, the journey was was quite long. It was like a two-day journey, the bus broke on the way. And yeah, it was burning, it was coaching hot. And but yeah, I just had to soldier on and yeah. And keep on with my journey. When you got here, Solomon, what did you do initially before you found your feet? What kind of work did you look for? Like, how difficult is it to find work here? When I when I when I came here, um, I've always known that my, my, my space is in the art industry, mm-hmm. but to find to find spaces where you can fit in in a place that's foreign to you, you don't know who to talk to, mm. you don't know who to go for guidance. So I just started working in the streets, like marketing, door-to-door, knocking on offices. Slowly, slowly, people started liking my work, and uh, I I, 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 I finally found a space to rent where I exhibited my work. Now, Solomon, from when you were little, have you always been an artist? Has this been something that you were born with, or was it something that you discovered along the way? I did my first drawing before I went to school. Actually, <laughs> I, I was yeah, <laughs> I was I was I was a focus student in, in school, but I also showed remarkable school in art. And um, you can't believe it. My first commission was given to the president of the country when he visited our school. No. So my, my the school commissioned me and my other friend to do a portrait for the president. He was coming to do a rally day, so they presented him with a portrait. So that was actually my first commission as an artist. That is incredible. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yes, thank so, you. Obviously now you've been doing this for quite a while. You're in South Africa. Yes. Um and as yes. you know, we grow, we change, our mediums change, our perceptions change, we, we change completely. And I read that yes. you're currently working a lot with sand. Tell me about this and yes. the sand is a person who was displaced. My, I, I always like to associate it with sand, the sand, the land issue. Most of the problems that, are, that we are facing, we are facing like economic problems because of marginalization. Mm-hmm. They, are linked, they are linked to the land, the land which is the sand. 
And also this problem that we are having of gender-based violence or just men being angry, men feeling emasculated. Yeah. It's also linked to not having, if you, if you see the living conditions of people in some other spaces, mm. you sudden, you can't believe that people live in such conditions. And you see most of these people that are affected by these issues that are arising in our societies, they are in those marginalized places. So I decided to use sand to, to, to sort of mend or as a metaphor to rebuild a fractured society to try to put together the fractured pieces and build something, a unity that is one. I really, you know, looking at your art, I Googled you a bit and I looked at some of the arts and it's absolutely beautiful. It's very, it's very poetic almost. Like you can see the pain, but you can also see the healing. And I think that that speaks a lot about you. But now you as a- Thank you so much. <laughs> you're not just yes. not, you're not just someone who has overcome and is, is doing the thing that he loves. You're also teaching yes. people to do that with no charge. Tell me yes. a little bit about your art school and, and being an art teacher. I thought it's our responsibility as society to mentor and guide the young ones. We are having all these problems that we are having because our youth, they don't have like proper role models. So during my time here living in South Africa, I've met so many young aspiring artists who don't have a direction or who don't know where to start. So I decided to teach. I started with a few and the numbers grew. I, I did this also to leave a lasting legacy. I wouldn't want to die and disappear into the moon without having made an impact. Yeah. So this also I'm doing as an example that, you know what, no matter what position you are, where you're coming from, where you are, you can make a difference. It's, it's a call to everyone in the society. Whatever industry you are, whatever space you are, just find people to help. There's a whole lot of people that are in need of help. Yeah. But Solomon, yes. how then do you afford the, the canvas, the paper, the paints, the space that you rent? How can you afford that if you're not charging? Surely there has to be some kind of give back. Yes. I, I, I don't charge from people that are coming from disadvantaged backgrounds. Mm. Those that are coming from affluent backgrounds that we can afford. Okay. That they, they pay. And also I get a whole lot of commissions from people, from my clients who buy my work. Okay. And also I get people who just come and donate materials here and there. So that's, the, that's, that, that's, that's where I get the money to, to teach those who cannot afford. That helps me to get back. Now, Solomon, for someone who's listening who maybe wants to reach out to you or an artist, right? Yes. And, and ask yes. for a commissioned work or ask about a price of something. We're also nervous because artists are this like this upper class, very clever, very educated group of people to the rest of us, right? And we look at you guys and we're uh, like, oh, no, I can never afford. I wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> They're going to think that I'm stupid because I don't understand. Uh-huh. What would you suggest? that the first steps would be so if we saw something of yours that we liked um what are the first steps to reaching out i think i think i think uh, uh, like the fourth fourth industrial revolution has made things so accessible art, art has been made so accessible it's reachable just by the tip of finger of a finger it's right at the tip, tip of our fingers so for me you can uh, um, find me on facebook solomon muguto or on Instagram, it's muguto underscore 
Solomon Arts. You can ask so many questions there. I'll gladly respond. I'm also working on, on a website where people can directly purchase from wherever they are in the world. I think it will be running in a few weeks' time. Okay. And um, yes. if we wanted to commission something, how does that even work? Yes. So the process of commissioning something, it has to be not someone's work. I don't, I don't replicate or reproduce other artists' work. It's, it's unethical. You can come up with something original or an idea that you have seen somewhere. We brainstorm, we see what, something, what you can come up with. Or just a, if it's a picture, your family portrait, yes, I'll gladly just dive into it. And it, so you can email me, tell me the specifications. I will tell you what, how much the cost, size, the turnaround around time, and uh, every detail that you might want to know. But art is accessible. People shouldn't be afraid to dress their walls. Yeah. Their walls are empty. They need art. We need art to lighten up their spaces. So you shouldn't be afraid to approach artists and, um, and ask questions. Artists, modern day artists are, much, are more open than the close artists of yesterday. We are more open than what we are free. We are free. We're no longer defined by those stereotypes that an artist should be high on ganja or an artist should dress in a certain way. You see, we are, we are actually bringing art into the mainstream economy because we believe that it's something that, makes, that can grow an economy, contribute positively to the GDP of any economy. Yeah. So, yes. Solomon, I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to lay by something for me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll gladly, I'll gladly paint something for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sullivan, yes. one more time, where can we find you? Yes. Facebook and email address, please. My studio is in Bedford View. I have a, I have a permanent exhibition space at Ooh. Park Meadows, close to Eastgate. Okay. And I have my studio where I'm talking from now in Bedford View. So you can, if you want privacy, you can come to my studio, then we can sit and discuss. If you want to come to my exhibition spot, you can come to Park Middle Shopping Center. It's in Bedford View, close to Eastgate. And then on Instagram, Mugutso underscore Solomon Art. Mugutso underscore Solomon Art on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. It's uh, at Solmug, S-O-U-L-M-U-G. Please follow me on Instagram. Let's, in, let's, let, let, let's chat about art. Let's grow this industry. Let's help so many people. Follow me. Encourage yeah, your friends also to follow me so that you can interact. Done. Followed and done. Yes. Solomon, thank you yes. so much for your time. Oh, oh, thank you, Danny. I really do appreciate it. <laughs>